4, and I'd like to spend just about 10 minutes commenting about the movie through Scripture. And God gave my son, Matthias, the script. He wrote that movie script, and he did it after listening to Matthew West sing his familiar, popular song, Forgiveness. You know, Jesus has a lot to say about forgiveness. But Jesus didn't just talk about forgiveness. He did it. Jesus was and Jesus is all about forgiveness. And I have no question in my mind that there are many people here this morning who have been wounded and who have been injured by someone. And so today I want to ask you some questions from God's Word. Beginning with the definition of forgiveness. What is forgiveness? What is it? Forgiveness is a decision. It is a decision to release someone from the obligation that resulted when they injured you. Releasing someone. It is a choice. It is a decision. You see, I learned something about life years ago. I learned this about life. And this is true for everyone in this building. You would have to agree, I would think, if you've lived any period of time. Life is not fair and people can be cruel. It's just true. I mean, life sometimes just isn't fair and people are cruel. And so what happens is oftentimes as a result of that, we get bitter. As a result of that, we, we, we struggle with unforgiveness because that means we have to release someone from the obligation that resulted when they injured us. And that's not super easy to do. But when it happens, it's obvious. Because things that were in your life oh no, are no longer there. Let me illustrate using Ephesians 4. Let me give you some things that will be in your life and you'll know you have forgiven someone. Number one, when I have forgiven, when you have forgiven there are damaging emotions that are eliminated from your life. There are six damaging emotions listed in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 31. Do you see them? The first one is let all, there it is, the first one. It's the one you hear the most about. It's bitterness. Let all bitterness. What is bitterness? It's defined as sour, crabby demeanor. It's, it's, it's something that's on the heart. It's, it's a scowl on the face. It's oftentimes venom in the words. So many people are so bitter. Why? Because they have unresolved issues with others in their lives. God's already maybe directed your mind to someone in your life. Maybe even recently. You know, maybe as early as this morning. You know, sometimes... We have a, an unresolved issue that can carry through church and, and, and the Satan gets the victory because, you know, it's hard to get something from the services when you're angry, frustrated, or bitter at someone, even the way they may have treated you already today. But oftentimes, bitterness is something that is there for a very long time. And it destroys the container that it is in and the container that bitterness is in is often you and me. The second damaging emotion is wrath. And all of this is progressive. Think about it. Bitterness comes first and then wrath. Wrath is something that takes place on the inside. It's seething on the inside. It's when your heart is like a furnace and you haven't yet expressed how you feel, but you are miserable inside. 
And wrath is boiling inside of you. And the Bible describes that as a damaging emotion. In Ephesians 4.31, bitterness, wrath. Notice the next one, it is anger. You see, what wrath is to the inside, anger is on the outside. Anger is when wrath boils up inside of you to the point where finally it just comes out. And you're a very angry person. The next word in that verse is clamor. Clamor is an interesting word. Clamor is the noise of relational strife. Clamor is this, hold on. You're going to hear me out whether you want to hear this or not. This is a damaging emotion. These are symptoms of unforgiveness. The next one is described as slander. Slander is evil speaking. Slander is when we intend to injure some with our word. In other words, they've injured us, so guess what? We're going to injure them, and they deserve it because they did this to us. And slander is something that is cold, it's calculated, it's ready, aim, fire. I'm going to say this, and I don't care, I don't care who it hurts. That's, that's slander. And people are like this because unforgiveness is in their heart. It's what Tiffany said, it's what Candace said in the film when she said, man, in my heart I want to forgive, but on the my flesh, ugh! Right? Number six is malice. Malice is the worst of them all. It's the final word mentioned in Ephesians 4.31. Malice is the evil inclination of the mind. Malice is intentional anger. It is a decision that says, I don't care. In the Greek, it literally means bad-heartedness. You ever heard someone say, you know, they're such a good-hearted person. I've said that. You've said that. That's something we hear kind of often maybe. But, but have you ever heard anybody say, man, they are a bad-hearted person? I've never heard that, but that's what this is. Malice is the result of unforgiveness, and it makes us bad-hearted on the inside. I have every right to feel this way. You're destroying yourself. And, unfor- and forgiveness is the only thing that can heal you. It's incredible. It's what we saw in the video. Healing because of forgiveness. The second thing you're going to notice it, it, when you forgive is that healing efforts are renewed. Healing efforts. What do I mean by that? Well, look at the next verse. If you have your Bibles or phones or iPads on, look at the next verse. It says, and be ye what? Somebody tell me what that word is. Kind. Wow, this is incredible. So we go from bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, malice, and all of a sudden it's kind. Things all of a sudden change, just like in the movie. This is where Candace said after she forgave her dad, Dad? Yeah? I love you. How did that happen so quick? How did Candace say that so quickly? How was she able to tell her father who abandoned her all her life, I love you? You ready for the word? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Healing efforts are restored. You're being kind to the people who have been unkind to you. Actions that reveal your heart has truly been changed. 
amazing. Notice the next word. Tenderhearted. Tenderhearted. This is healing attitudes are restored. Healing attitudes are restored. That's the word tenderhearted. Be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Tenderheartedness is this. It is the willingness to feel the pain of another. The willingness to feel the pain of someone else. For instance, Candace, I've got something else to tell you. What is it? Well, the man who killed your mother in the drunk driving accident, the man who killed her, well, he, he, he's, he's supposed to get out of prison in, in a couple of months. Well, what are you telling me this for? Well, well, Candace, I'm telling you this because I just know how it, I, I feel so relieved and the burden has been lifted. Candace, I was just curious, maybe if, if you could forgive him and, and he could experience what I'm experiencing. Candace, could you be tender-hearted to him like you've been tender-hearted to me? The willingness to feel the pain of another. And Candace was willing to do that And somehow, as a result of forgiveness, she was able to go to a a jail cell and forgive a man who killed her mother. Someone here would say, that's impossible. No, 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 that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. Tenderheartedness. Finally, notice the last part of that verse. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. The last thing you'll notice when you forgive is this. You'll notice that Christ's example in your life is elevated. You are never, you, you, you are never more like Christ than when you forgive. When you forgive, you are just like Jesus. There's three ways that Jesus forgave. The first way Jesus forgave was fast. It didn't take Jesus much time to forgive us. In fact, he's on the cross. We've crucified him, right? We crucified him. You say, well, I wasn't there. Uh, You would have been there. I would have been there. We crucified Jesus. Every one of us with our sin. We nailed him to the cross. What did he say to us on that cross? He said, Father, what? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Father, don't, this, don't hold this against them. Father, they, they don't know what they're doing. Father, I want them all to be saved. I want them all to go to heaven. But they crucified you. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay, God. I wanted to die for them. I love them. Even the ones that spat in my face. Even the ones that nailed me to this cross. Forgive them. Fast. He hadn't even come off the cross, and he already forgave. Secondly, the second way that Jesus forgives is not just fast, but he forgives freely. Jesus doesn't pick and choose who he forgives. Oh, I think I'll forgive Robert, but I'm not forgiving Shirley. And I think I'll forgive Julie, but I'm not forgiving Chet, because Chet just, Chet's too bad. So, so what Jesus does then, right? Here's what some people teach. He picks and chooses who he saves. You're not going to get saved, Pam, because I can't forgive you. But, Doug, guess what? You're the lucky one. Garbage, that's garbage. Don't believe that. That is absolutely, that, that, that is totally against Scripture. 
Jesus died for everyone. Jesus will save everyone who turns from their sin and says yes to Jesus. Everyone. He forgives freely. Everyone has the opportunity to be saved. Everyone can say yes to Jesus. He doesn't pick and choose. He freely forgives everyone who asks. And finally, Jesus forgives fully. Fully. He doesn't hold anything back. He forgives you of all of your sin. That's why, that's why God said in the movie, he said, when he sees me, he sees perfection. Are you serious? Do you mean when, G, when God looks at me, he sees Jesus? I'm no Jesus, are you? I'm not. I, I, I've sinned. But God says, oh, I know. <laughs> but you're my son. But, 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 but no, I'm not the same as Jesus. Oh, no, no. I treat all my sons the same. I see you as perfection. You're my child. Is not this, the forgiveness of Jesus amazing? He's given you the same opportunity. He's given you the same opportunity to forgive fast, to forgive freely, to forgive fully, and experience the, the emotions that leave you, the, the bad ones, and the healing efforts, and the healing attitudes, and the example of Christ's final thought. And that is this. There are no enduring relationships without forgiveness. Nothing. Listen. I've been married to my wife for 27 years. We're on our way to 50. And we want to go past 50. We want to get to 60 and 70. So guess what Carol Ann and I better be ready for? We better be ready for several minor, uh, rather several major forgivenesses. Major. I mean, we, 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 we're going to have some times where we, we have major issues to, to deal with. But honey, more than that, a truckload of minor differences. A truckload. Amen? Come on now. Hey, if you're going to be married and your marriage is going to make it, you better have a lot of forgiveness in your bag, ready to roll. Because forgiveness is what keeps relationships going. Because sometimes we blow it, especially us men. <laughs> so get ready. Be ready to forgive. And if you can't, you're going to have a lot of pain in your family future. If you can't forgive, I, I, I just I wish I could be kind. I wish I could give you some good news. Honestly, if you can't forgive, your, your life's going to be miserable for a long, long time. I'm really sorry. It's just the way it is. Unforgiveness, it just, it, it brings bitterness, it brings wrath, it brings anger, it brings clamor, it brings evil speaking, it brings malice. But forgiveness? Oh, listen, we are never more like Christ than when we learn to forgive. So today, I'd like to ask you three questions in closing. Question number one is this. Who is it that you need to forgive? Who is it? Think of it. Who is it? Who is she? Who is he? Number two, what specifically do you need to forgive them for? Think about it. What specifically do you need to forgive that person for? And then number three, would you ask God right now before we take the Lord's Supper, would you ask God to help you make that choice? To forgive. Heads about eyes are closed this morning.